I had the Olympic theme in my head, and now I can't. Yep, there we go. I thought I didn't have it, but I have it now. Uh, by the way, do you remember when Bob Costas had Pink Eye doing the uh, Olympics? When he, he was the like Winter Olympics guy on NBC, and he had the worst case of Pink Eye, and he just refuse to acknowledge it yeah i feel like if yeah if you're in that position this will be an interesting episode for a little bit i guess it's uh time to mow your lawn here in the neighborhood my shorts no i was given these shorts by somebody and they said they were mine so uh, to my knowledge these are mine not going to say that maybe i was given misinformation but all the information that i have points to i'm not guilty and uh, that's where i'm going to stand i'm calling for a mistrial I think those are my shorts. I'm not saying that you knew. I'm not saying that you went to my bag crapping. I'm just saying that because I have a pair of shorts that look like that. Looking for the ones that were by my work computer for an entire week, but you never said anything about either. Because well, why would I have not paying attention to the stuff that's not pushing? Anyways, sorry. Okay. Uh, what podcast is this? The Dago Express. What episode number is this? Eight. Yeah. You've survived two months of being on the internet. Well, two months a week because we took that one. We don't have to mention. Just two months on the internet. How do you feel so far? I think it's going pretty well. Uh, I don't know. It's It's been a, a different experience than anything that I've actually tried to do. I'm not the most articulate person in the world. Um, yeah, I know. We, we established that you can't read before the podcast. Right. Well, <laughs> funny. Uh, Talking isn't necessarily my strong point. Uh, I'm not terrible at it, which is great because I'm going to be a teacher and I'm going to talk a lot. But I would, if you had me choose between sitting in front of a bunch of numbers and figuring out an equation or reading an entire book, I'd probably choose the numbers. Okay. That's just how I am. <clears throat> you run the social media, so where can people find the social media for the podcast? So it'll be on Instagram and Twitter, at Dago Express. Um, we've been mentioned a couple times. Okay, so we had the the pause there for a second because our neighbor was mowing their lawn and uh, felt like that would be bad podcasting. I I should have called it earlier than I did, but you know, better late than never. Uh, either way, did you say where they could follow the podcast, or did you? No. So I said uh, it's the day it's Dago Express at Dago Express on Instagram and Twitter, and then I was saying we've been. I mean, it's Twitter, so just, you know, random people can see your tweets depending on how they have their page set up. But we've been mentioned a couple times by a couple different podcasts, too. I don't care if I say their names. No. Uh, I think one of them was the Half Hour Bros. Um, huh. They've, I think they've reached Makes out sense. to us, too, trying to do, see if we do interviews and stuff like that. That might have been when we first put together the page. Yeah. Um, so it was them. Uh, there was another one that I don't even know. What the, I can't even say the name. I can't remember the name right now. Uh, but it's been it's been an interesting experience. It's a lot more active of a, of a community than I thought. 
but anyways, uh, what's what's been new in the past week? Uh, you were talking about the Twitter community. The Twitter community is interesting. I'm only half the, in the Twitter community the, right now. All right. Hopefully we can continue on with this without another pause. But uh, I'm still on my personal account's Twitter ban is what I was trying to say. I'm only half in the Twitter game. I basically run our social media side. I just can't actually run the accounts because I already have two accounts on my own phone. Well, yeah, and, and what I was trying to say is it's the podcasting community that kind of surprised me. I knew the Twitter community was pretty uh, active. I mean, you know, because Twitter's all around the world. It's social media. Everybody's on social media, all that different stuff. But it seems like as soon as you put that little podcast, because it says in our bio, it's Dago Express Podcast. As soon as people see that and, like, see that you're trying to follow a bunch of people. I think that they try to reach out a little bit more and I don't know. It just seems, it feels a little bit different than normal social media. In my opinion. Huh. You're uh, asking oh Siri something on your computer. She picked up that entire last. And she's still picking up what you were saying. How well, did I do that? I don't know. Um, anyway. And yeah, I think especially with the smaller podcasters, there's definitely a big community of if you retweet this or like help me out with a like and a retweet we'll help you out with a like and a retweet that kind of thing so which is cool because that doesn't i mean i'll i can like and retweet something it, it takes two seconds it's true i mean you know unfortunately in uh, the other podcasts that i host and the network that we're trying to grow uh we have some podcasts that still don't understand like I agree with you. There is zero effort that goes into liking and retweeting something. And all we ask from everybody on that network is whenever somebody tweets something or whenever the network account tweets something, like and retweet it. It's like pulling teeth. I think that's, I don't know. I don't, I guess I'm not quite sure how you feel about this, but obviously, you know, this is what I want my job to be. I want to be in radio. I want to be broadcasting. If I can have a podcast where I just talk about random stuff like this, and make a living at it, that'd be cool too. But I'm not really, I'm doing this as a hobby, but I'm doing it as a hobby, as a part of my work so that I can continue to do the things that I want to do. And I think there's a lot of people, I guess we're running into the issue of people that are just kind of taking this as a whatever kind of deal. And I feel like no matter if you're really going to grow something, you got to go 110% into it, whether it's what you want to do for your career or not. I know that you spend time looking for stuff. Like I was surprised as hell last night when I came downstairs and you were like, oh, we're podcasting tomorrow, right? I literally, I found myself down the biggest rabbit hole I think I've ever found myself on YouTube. So I don't know why I'm not even that big into science, but like looking into the historical side of science, looking into the organisms that used to live for one reason or another has piqued my interest as I've been sitting at you know sitting around the house or it's about that time of year it's it's about that time of year where football needs to come back otherwise you're going to start watching the ran- most random shit on youtube yeah and i mean for one reason or another last night in my in my feed uh the video that popped up was talking about how the different oceans in the world don't mix together because of the salinity levels and the density like the, the salinity levels change the density of the water so uh, it's that it's just that much different that you can actually see like between the Pacific and the Atlantic ocean, you can actually see the line that the, uh, that separates the two oceans. Like it's not a perfectly straight line. It curves back and forth, kind of like the well, Great Wall of China. And there's, I'm, I'm sure that the different oceans are in different positions. 
but all you have to do is just Google where oceans meet and pictures come up. I saw it on a TikTok. You were surprised that I had known about it before. But what I was also getting at was like you were look, you found something or watched something, and the first thing you thought of is, oh, I could talk about this on the podcast. So whether or not I think I think we'll continue to do this because this is fun. But whether or not you really want to do this as a career, you're still putting in the effort. And it's amazing to me to see people who have a good amount of resources behind us because all of us on the governing board of the, of the Unhinged Sports Network, we are doing everything in our power to make sure that everybody that's affiliated with the network does as much as, as possible. We, we took what could have been just an exclusive with color cast on the far end of the bench. And we brought them in and got a whole bunch of people from our network onto their app. And now seeing the stuff that they're doing on their social media, they just won like a, um, a small like startup prize in Austin. They entered a business festival in Austin, which is pretty impressive because Austin does have a big business community. So it just takes a minimal amount of effort to really make it that much better. Um, I mean, this isn't, I, like you said, this isn't necessarily what I want my career to be, but as a teacher, I'm going to have the summers free. Not to say that I can't do this during the school year either, but I'm going I'm to, I was going to say if Taylor Lewan can be a yeah. left tackle in the NFL and do a podcast, we can. Yeah. But I mean, you know, it, it gives me something to do. It, it's, it's fun. Jeez. I don't even know what that was. Uh, it's fun. And, you know, it, it gives me, kind of I guess a, a different thing to try like I said the first episode it's something that I've never done before honestly hadn't really thought too much into it so it's just something to get me out of my comfort zone and I think it's gone well so far I don't know eight episodes in but I think it's gotten it, I think it's gone well for kind of what we thought it was going to be um, which was you know just kind of a random nonsense type thing so all right, going back to your ocean thing, I just found the 10 most unbelievable facts about the ocean. So I, let's go through this because I think this might be fun. Uh, I'll read them to you and then I want your just blind reaction because you haven't looked at this, what I'm reading here. Nope. Our oceans cover more than 70% of the Earth's surface. Yeah. Basically the first thing that we learned. In well, yeah, the first thing that they told us was that your body is 70% or more water. It's just like the Earth's surface. The majority of all life on Earth is aquatic. Yeah, well, I mean, that would make sense if 70% of the surface is water. It's 94% of the Earth's living species exist within the oceans. So I think that's more than I maybe would have anticipated. But Yeah, I don't know if I would have thought 90% or more. Less than 5% of the oceans, of the planet's oceans have been explored. See, I thought that was 15%. Uh, according to the Ocean Service... Man has explored less than 5% of the Earth's oceans. See, that's why I go down this rabbit hole, though, of like, oh, these prehistoric creatures could very well be still out there somewhere because we don't, we haven't explored enough to say for sure, yes or no. Like, the thing in all, is, in, all in honesty, what we would, in what we have discovered, the argument that kind of pokes that is... And what we have discovered, it would be very highly unlikely that those ancient organisms do still exist. I understand that. And I'm just saying that there is even a microscopic chance of that happening. Like the giant squid, I bring it up every time I talk to you about it. The giant squid was thought to be extinct and then it was found. And that I think that was found in the Mariana Trench. So 
that's one thing. Uh, the other thing that I've seen is that the Mariana Trench, uh, how far, how far we think it actually is, it's actually further, or it's actually deeper. Yeah, it's also the longest, or not, I don't know if it's the Mariana Trench, but uh, I will say, I feel like if, an, if a species is going to stick around for millions and millions of years, it would just do that, like crocodiles and alligators and lizards. Yeah. The species that haven't evolved at all in millions of years, they just existed. Well, they have, they have only had to evolve in size because they used to be massive. But yeah, I, I know what you're saying. Caimans are still... Oh, I know. Yeah. I know. Cayman alligators they're, they're are... They're not small. They might be my second least favorite animal. Actually, third least favorite because the Komodo dragon's still... They're not. It's snakes to me, Komodo dragons, well, that makes crocodiles. Sense, they're all reptiles and the snakes, Komodo dragons kind of are similar in... At in least Komodo shape. dragons have legs. The only the reason why I don't fuck with snakes at all is because they are the devil's animal. Oh, 100%. They should not be able to move uh, move and move as fast as they do and be able to move in the ways that they do because they don't have to go straight forward. They can lift themselves up. They can go backward. I told you about Snake Island. Yeah, I know. And I know you're not. I know you hate snakes and I do too, so I'm never going there. You're not allowed to go there. No, I know. Yeah. I have know you heard about that's that's uh, we're going to go down a rabbit hole here. But have you heard about oh, what's the um indigenous so there's a yeah there's a bunch of different tribes that you can't you're forbidden to go see i think so one of the stories that i saw was a reporter or somebody it's a missionary i know it's your north sentinel island is the island that i was thinking of it's the it's as close as the human species at in the parts of the world that we know this is the closest contact that we've had with a group of people who have not ever experienced outsiders or when they have, they've murdered the outsiders. Well, I, I saw a story where it was a, an explorer or missionary or whatever, whatever you call it. Yeah. It's a, it's, uh, the, it's a missionary. He, they, uh, so he was taking pictures. He took a bunch of pictures with them. They were actually very hospitable to him. And then uh, they ended up eating him. That's a movie. No, I, I'm not. I'm talking about. I saw it on YouTube. It's not the movie. It was a legitimate. It was an actual story. I don't know this this story that I'm talking about with North Sentinel Island. An American missionary was killed on a remote Indian island. People around the world treated it as a punchline. John Allen show had been trying to reach members of an isolated and protected tribe to convert them to Christianity. People in North Sentinel Island fired arrows at him in warning, and on his third attempt to visit the island, they killed him. Which, at that point, you deserve it. Uh, in the latest issue of Outsides Magazine, Alex Perry investigates what led show on the mission. Oh, that's a NPR, like a podcast thing. No, but <clears throat> that goes into less than 5% of the Earth's oceans have been explored. You know, there's indigenous tribes that we've never been able to find deep, deep in the rainforest, right? Mm -hmm. So um, do you have any, would you have any, obviously you're not a missionary. We're not an overly religious family. But would you have any interest in trying to go find an indig indigenous species or would you just leave them the hell alone? Because is it worth possibly getting murdered by somebody? Let's face it, with these indigenous people, you're getting murdered and not easy to die ways. You're getting an atlatl thrown at you and the stone is going to cause an infection and you're going to die from the infection. Well, I think part of the problem with that story 
But part of the problem that the guy ran into is that he was trying to push religion on this on these people. I feel like when they're firing arrows at you when you're just trying you should, to come ashore. You should probably just turn around and head home. It's Because uh, oh. I feel like if they wanted to hit you, they could. That's it's, like, yeah. uh, don't come. Uh, don't come. Okay, well, you're still here after two days that we've been doing this. Okay, gone. Yeah, but it's fine. It's the warning shot. Uh, I can't think of what the movie is. Inferno. Well, that's what the that's the movie that I was talking about, where Eli Roth basically. Uh, that was it. Was very fictional. I don't know it. if it was very loosely based, but it was yeah. based off of the story. That I Eli saw. Roth is. I don't really enjoy watching horror movies, but Eli Roth is really good. I I love watching him on the Kill Count because it's enough of the horror movie that I can sit there and watch it. But it's not like, like eventually when he puts Conjuring Three on, you know, he does a video on that. I'll probably be able to sit through that. But I'm not. I could sit through Friday the Thirteenth. I can't sit through the Conjuring because it's a fear of God type of thing. Like I don't. I if if you believe that there's a if you believe that there's a higher being, then you have to believe that there's some type of opposite being, and that's why I don't like those movies. I'll say that the ones that creep me out the most is uh, like Strangers. When I first watched the Strangers one, it was, yeah, well, that was, that was, <clears throat> it's just because I was by myself watching it in the dark. And it's like, yeah, ah, that probably was a bad idea. Not a good idea. Not a good idea. Okay, let's get back to these interesting facts about the ocean. Number four, the world's longest mountain chain is underwater. Yep. Mid-ocean yeah. ridge is almost entirely beneath the ocean, stretching across a distance of 65,000 kilometers. Mm-hmm. What is that in feet for our American audience? Uh, I don't remember. 65 kilometers. I think you'd have to do it in miles instead. Oh, 40 miles. Really? That's, That's the longest mountain range? Well, longest. Really? I thought. I thought the Rocky Mountains were longer. I'm gonna start measuring. Long. I don't know. I think. Rocky. Two thousand nine hundred eighty-three miles. Rocky. Is that how long or how tall? How long? Okay. I don't know. Longest under. Wait, the longest mountain range. Wait, what? Okay, I don't know. Anyways, what's the next one? There are more historic artifacts under the sea than in all of the world's museums. Around 1,000 shipwrecks lie off the Florida Keys alone, some of which are within the Florida Keys National Marine Sanctuary. Other underwater museums have been created in recent years, including the Mediterranean submerged bronze statue, Christ of the Abyss, which is this picture. Have you seen the creepy shark statue? Mm -hmm. So I guess a bunch of divers at one point were uh, off the coast of like Indonesia or something. I can't even remember, but uh, wherever they were, they were swimming around looking for artifacts and they come across, it's dark and it's, and it's muggy under the water, not muggy, uh, murky, murky mm-hmm. under the water. So they can't see, obviously. Oh, oh, Jesus. Yeah. And they, they have their flashlights, they're swimming around and then somebody almost runs into the statue and turns and sees it. And that's the first thing that, that they see. And I'm over there. I'd be like, look, look, look. I'd be like, that is, I would, that I would get like Bruce from finding Nemo. I would get uh, the bends if I saw that. Cause I would be going to there the was surface somebody, no matter how deep I am. There was one, there was one guy. So you remember how we were watching the jaws documentary and they said that when they were trying to use the little person, the little person sucked up all the oxygen. Attack. Yeah. There was one guy who did suck up all the oxygen. Well, I would be. You remember when we were watching 
dad was watching deadliest catch and then they were given a sneak preview or, or like a exclusive look at the hill strand show where they're swimming with the sharks the guy and he not hill strand uh harris josh harris son of captain phil harris who was the best part about you know i, I guess i didn't ever really like watching deadliest catch but his, his phil harris was fun now now his kid's the best part of that in my opinion yeah because everybody right. else is the same but uh, anyway, I would be breathing like he was. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Have you ever hyperventilated before? Like actually where you couldn't control it? Uh, I honestly don't remember. I don't know. Luckily, because sometimes, you know, when people hyperventilate, they end up passing out. I, I haven't had an issue like that. But yeah. passing out like that is no fun. When you have, when the lights just go, like God's like, clap off. And you just <laughs> well, I've no, I don't, I can't remember a time that that happened. But then again, would I remember it? That's yeah, that's a good question. I only Anyways. remember one. I had I had the Harry Potter scar when my whole ordeal happened because I <laughs> crapped. I accidentally pooped on the floor because I was bleeding in my stomach. If Tia, if you don't, if you get easily, if you're easily squeamish, go ahead and fast forward like thirty seconds. I but think, I, or if you want to know the full story, I think it's like episode two or three. Yeah, episode two or three. But I like try to get back to my bed and I try to avoid my mess. I'm so dizzy and delirious. I don't avoid my mess. <laughs> Bang. Yeah, it was. Uh, <laughs> if I wasn't so messed up, it would have been the funniest thing. Like if it was me just being a drunk asshole, it would be hilarious. Like I'd be able to be a stand up comic and make millions. But. Uh, given the circumstances, it's not quite as funny. I can look on it now and laugh. Back to this. Number six out of ten of our amazing ocean facts, we still only know a fraction of the marine species in our oceans. Well, it makes sense if we've only discovered 5% of the ocean, or explored 5% of the ocean. 240,470 accepted species, but this is believed to be just a small proportion of the species that exist. Well, you would have to... you. There's no way that if you have only looked into 5% of the ocean that you found all the species. So, yeah, 240,000 or however many species it just said, of course, that's not going to be all of them. Over 70% of our planet's oxygen is produced by the ocean. Okay. It's possible to find rivers and lakes beneath the ocean. I did know that. There's also, uh, there's a, I think, I think I saw that there was a waterfall. That goes ocean, back to. Which is kind of uh, cool. That goes back to your thing about the salt, because it says here, well, when salt water and hydrogen sulfide combine, it becomes denser than the rest of the water around mm -hmm. it, yep. enabling it to form a lake or a river that flows beneath the sea. Around 50% of the U.S. lies beneath the ocean. Hmm. Hmm. That must be because... The ocean Maybe Florida was supposed to be a megastate. Maybe. I don't know. Pacific Ocean is the world's largest ocean and contains around 25,000 islands. It's where uh, Japan, yeah. all those... I was just about to say Hiroshima, but that was actually mainland Japan. Yeah. It's uh, Midway and uh, Okinawa. Okinawa is, is the island. Midway was a neutral island that Japan had. I know, but that's, that's in the Pacific Ocean, as you always know, I said. Yeah. Uh, so... Uh, yeah, going. I mean, I think, I think that was cool. To me, even not being a science guy, and I'm sure if people have you know taken a bunch of science classes or have a science degree or whatever, they probably heard of that before. 
I thought that was cool sitting there at like 11 o'clock at night or whenever it was um, watching that video because it, I had never really thought of it before. Honestly, I just assumed that all the water was the same. Well, you know, you're from the Midwest. You're from a landlocked state because I'm sure that the people who actually live in the oceans would be like, a lot of rivers, a lot of rivers there in, in uh, Iowa. No, just lakes and ponds and cocky pretty boys, apparently. Yeah. There's some pretty good uh, rivers. Did I tell you what the initiation was for Western football? No, uh, that was just because that was a recovery thing. Um, also, the biggest fish caught in Colorado was caught out of the Blue Mesa Reservoir. Fun fact. Um, it's so the Gunnison, we have the Gunnison Rapids there, the big Gunnison River. If it snows in the winter heavily, the river gets really high. But uh, the rite of passage or the initiation, however you want to call it, hazing, it's not necessarily hazing because unless you really, like if you really can't swim, then you won't have to do it. But uh, we would body surf. You had to body surf the rapids. And until you did that, you were always considered a freshman. Also in spring ball, green monster, one of the, at the end of one of the practices, all the freshmen and new guys go up to the top of the green monster and then they uh, have to slide down on their bellies like seals or penguins. So those were our two initiations. Did you guys have anything like that? At Our thing was camp nicknames. That was it. I don't know if you guys did camp nicknames. What was your camp nickname? I had three of them. Uh, one was Private Pile. The other was Pinhead Larry from SpongeBob. And then the other was uh, Lenny the Shark from Shark Tale. Because if I took my helmet off and I let it kind of rest on my head, you know, like halfway on, halfway off. I look like Lenny the shark. Yeah. So not bad. I guess it could have been worse. Well, Go, yeah. private well, piles. No, not, not great. I, I did get kind of lucky though, because we had uh, one guy, I think his name was James. I don't remember his last name. Uh, he got GameStop Jesus. He legitimately looked like a Walmart or GameStop or, uh i can't even safeway maybe or uh yeah something like that jesus he it looked like <laughs> it looked like uh um like a heavy set version of what you would think jesus does. jesus if he didn't have to carry the cross and endure all the physical pain like if he just had a easy life it would that's what he would have been like uh yeah probably i, I guess with all probably. due respect no no offense to anybody i was just trying to come up with a uh example in my head um are you looking at top uh don't don't spoil oh, we we I, haven't said that that's was, what we're doing yet i thought it was uh top horror movies because i saw frankenstein uh no no it was not that's not it uh before we get into kind of our main discussion of the podcast uh the olympics do you you enjoy the olympics obviously Um, i would tell you that i probably i enjoy half of the summer and half of the winter olympics so yes i guess i enjoy the olympics but just some of the some of the events are a little more interesting for me to watch than others Hmm. what like what so i do like to watch the swimming i especially used to like to watch the swimming when michael phelps was on because it seemed like no matter where the U.S. was in the relays or in any of the races, if, if he was in it, then we had a chance. Um, 
the women's swimming is also fun to watch too. Lindecki just missed the gold medal by or missed the podium by three one hundredths of a second. Yeah. Um I would tell you that I, I would like to watch the men's a little bit more than I like to watch the women's. You remember Missy Franklin? I do. Yeah. She was a shout out Missy Franklin, Regis, Colorado, Colorado yeah. legend. Um I did I did like to watch the handball. I thought that was kind of interesting. I didn't realize that was a Olympic sport. I didn't know that skateboarding was an Olympic sport. I knew snowboarding was. What about three on three half court basketball? <laughs> I didn't watch that. No, honest. I know, but it's an Olympic sport. Oh, eh, I didn't know that that was an Olympic sport either. Um, they don't have wrestling, do they? Yeah, wrestling. Oh, I thought it got ta- I thought it got taken out for those. Anyways, no, the peti- the petition uh, to save wrestling got through. Oh, because there was a lot of people. Obviously, there's a lot of people who uh, voted to make sure that it stayed there. It's been there since the first ancient Olympics. I will say, I liked watching the triathlon. I would never be able to do it. Did uh, the did you guys finish the cycling race this morning? Did the Austrian go win it? Oh, yeah. She beat everybody. Kevin Hutzer or whatever. She beat everybody by, like, almost a whole minute. Huh. She said, I'm pretty sure it was a brand-new world record. Yeah. And um, that's the first gold medal medal for Austria since 1896. And you know they upset who they upset? The U.S.? The Dutch. Oh. The Dutch are apparently they, cycling masters. Yeah, they, they upset the Dutch today, too. Who? The Austria, girl. That's what I. That's what oh, I. Oh, I thought you were talking about back then. No, they um, upset the Dutch. I did. I did like enjoying that. The whitewater rafting thing or uh, uh, kayaking, whatever it was, I didn't. That reminds me a lot of the biathlon. I didn't really. Where you snowshoe and then shoot stuff. I do like watching that. I don't know why. It's. I don't know. It's like watching curling, watching paint dry. Um, but I didn't like the the rapids one. I thought it was kind of odd. Um, I, again, I had never watched it before in the first place. Uh, the gymnastics, I like watching the gymnastics. I like watching the men. I do. I like the women's gymnastics because the U.S. women's gymnastics team. We had the dominant. top three pole vaulters in the entire competition yeah. today. Yeah. Or not pole vaulters. I, uh, the, vaulters. Yeah. And um, the men's men's gymnastics is just fun to watch because those are little muscle hamsters. Yeah. Well, the girls are little mus- muscle hamsters too. That Simone Biles has better shoulders than me and you. You don't have to say that. It, Jimmy. You don't have to say Jimmy. that. She has better thighs than me, especially now. Oh, a thousand. I mean, <laughs> um, she's double cheeked up. Well, uh, uh, <laughs> um, sorry, Bri. she she has to be because she. There's no way that a four foot. What is she like? Four ten. She's she's like four nine. I, I she's short. I know that. There's no way that somebody who's that small with that short of a lever uh, of a level, a lever, oh, wow, lever. There we go. Can't couldn't figure that out the word. Should be able to jump eight or nine feet in the air, corkscrew themselves five times, and be able to land that. I mean, I, I made the, I made this show She's having earlier. a very bad Olympic showing at this point. She's not. Well, she's also going to retire after this. Year. She's done almost everything that you possibly can. She came back for the younger girls. So, I mean, that's cool. I like that. But um, I made this joke earlier today before we left for um, dinner because they were about to start the vault. I said, well, yeah, I would expect her to be good at the vault because when you're four foot eight or nine, whatever it was. Four foot eight. And you go up and you're doing all these flips and stuff and you don't have to worry about your legs hitting the vault because you don't have enough leg. Yeah, of course you're going to be good at it. I don't know. Where do you, 
where do you rank Stick It then? Since we like to watch, I, I do like that movie. Yeah, it's a good movie. Yeah, I do like that movie. And not just for the reasons that her guy friends point out, the spanky panties and the. Oh no, I I like it. That's also one of my favorite comedy bits of Robin Williams. Who invented the pole vault? Uh, the horse, the horse, the no, that's the pommel horse. horse. Is it pommel horse? Just, yeah. yeah. Want you to slam into the upper bar. Was it made by like a little horny Austrian kid on the playgrounds? This is my idea for women in tight clothes. Want you to slam it into the lower bar, spin around on the upper bar. Who's your daddy? Who's your daddy? Who's your daddy? And then dismount to make it look like you had a good time. No, I don't. Well, yeah, but I don't watch the kid just, I mean, I'm sure when I was 12 or whatever, that's probably what I did. But I actually, I watch it because I enjoy it. You know who the coach is in Stick It? Yeah. Um, nope, never mind. Obadiah Stane. Yeah. I was going to say. I was gonna, uh, I wasn't going to say him. I was going to say uh, the dad from Sky High, the coach from Miracle. That's Kurt Russell. Yeah. Kurt I, Russell. I, is, I realized uh, it right when I said yes, and I had no idea. So big I Trouble in Little China. Uh, what other Kurt Russell movies have you probably hear. seen? Because I've seen a lot of Kurt Russell movies, but I'm a B eighties B movie action eighties action B movie fan. However, you however you're gonna say that, I, I guess I don't know. Anyway, but, um, yeah, that'll bring us now. We're I kind of wanted to start doing some top fives because until sports kind of come back, this is not a sports podcast, but that's something that we both enjoy watching a lot. But we also enjoy watching movies. I think I'm a little bit more of just a film buff than you are, but you have your favorite movies. We speak in movie quotes. Our family knows that. Uh, Savvy T knows that. She's yeah. She's she is she becoming more fluent in movie quote or is she she's becoming falling behind? Yeah, no, she's becoming more fluent in movie quotes. She started trying to communicate with me that way, which I I think is really cute. Anyways, um, does she screw it up? And you're like, no, no I'll no, just no. go with. No, it. she actually she's actually gotten you know she's gotten really good at it, and it's what, not even what movies. Uh, as obscure as what we can, uh, you know, I can pull whatever quote I want out of whatever movie. She, I can't remember exactly what movie it was, but there's been a couple that were somewhat. They were a little obscure. They weren't like us where we pull out freaking uh, draft day, or you know, something like that. Um, but I think it's really cute. Anyways, um, she's been she's been getting better at it. And the other thing too is like she might not be able to say uh, continue the quote. But she knows what movie it comes from. So I'm like, yeah, that, you know, you don't have to continue it as long as you kind of know what I'm talking about. You know? Yeah. And then once she gets to our level, she'll be able to meld different quotes in to just have a regular conversation because we've done that. Yeah. That we do every she's tr- basically, she's trying to communicate with us as an ESL student. <laughs> he's trying to speak to me. I know it. Look, you're really <laughs> cute, but I don't know what you're saying. I don't understand. <laughs> Uh, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. Oh, dude. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but that we're gonna do our top five comedy movies. Uh, do you want to go five to one? I also have the top one hundred uh, best comedy movies. This is. You want to go off of timeout.com or Rotten Tomatoes? I'll I'll let you choose. Uh, I'd probably trust Rotten Tomatoes. All right. So, well, I'll, I'll give you, I'll give everybody and you the pick from Rotten Tomatoes, but do you want to go in ascending or descending order? So favorite to least favorite, favorite to least favorite out of your top five or five to one? I'd probably go least favorite to favorite. Okay. So give me your number five then. Number five. 
uh haunted house 2 really yeah that's one of my favorite ones to watch i think it's i i mean it's funny i didn't know exactly what it was the first time that i watched it so i turned it on with ed and there's some stuff in there that you probably shouldn't have seen when we were watching. Is that the it. one where he gets uh, molested by the ghost in the middle of the night? No, that's that the first. first one? Yeah. That's the first one. The second Apparently one. Apparently, the ghost is packing too. I don't know, but the second one is it has to do with Annabelle. So, like the doll turns in the corner, but he's over here, like with the teddy bears and the pillows, going at it, and then he watches the tape back and he sees just Annabelle turn and watch, and then the hand moves into the lap. Yeah, it's pretty funny. I don't know. I think the Wayans brothers might be the best at parodying uh horror movies although cabin in the woods is a solid parody and like a very I, darkly honestly, humorous um i've, I've horror watched movie. it I don't, I don't really like it as the much. original the first two scary movies where the wayans brothers are the main characters run bitch run <laughs> uh, that uh when Smokey gets oh you close. shot me in my lungs yeah. You got it. This, this is good. Take it to the head. Take it to the head. Ah, you bitch. <laughs> I slash. Bash. Yeah, they're yeah. rap battling. Yo, man, that was sick. Yeah. <laughs> no, and then also uh, when Ray, that uh, boy doll, and Ray, like. Oh, the clown? Yeah. Ray blessed that. Yeah. Also, Ray. It's me. Yeah. <laughs> the tattoos. But yeah. I'll always go with I like a weigh-ins uh, horror parody. My fifth, uh, let's see. I'll go with the replacements because I I more count that as a sports movie, but there's enough funny in it, and also that's one of my favorite uh, Keanu Reeves roles. So yeah. I I like the replacements. I did the prison scene. So at the end of. Uh, Fall camp, we have a rookie show up at Western where everybody has to do a talent. So you can either sing, dance. Uh, a couple of guys tried to chug a gallon of milk in under a certain amount of time. and But then everybody who's watching, they black out all the windows on the door and all the windows in the back of the class. We're in that big classroom at Western. And uh, the audience judges, you get it. If you get the crowd going, you get them cheering, you get to stay and watch everybody else. But if you get booed, you have to wait until it's all over. And then the coaches will address everybody and, and off we go. Uh, me, Tim, and Josh did the prison scene. We like parodied the prison scene from the replacements. We had coach on. So we were like acting like we're falling asleep in the meeting. And then we do a dream sequence where I did the electric slide and saying, I will survive by Gloria Gaynor. Brett Aravi, who's a 6 year senior, like a 28 year old dude watching me shake my ass as a 18 year old freshman singing Gloria Gaynor. I earned some brownie points with uh, the rest of the team, but for that reason, I, I say replacements will be my number five. Um, and that means you want to go, we'll just do top five from Rotten Tomatoes. Fifth greatest comedy movie of all time, according to Rotten Tomatoes, is It Happened One Night. Um, it's an older movie, looks like 70s, 60s, 70s. Won all five major Academy Awards for 1934. Oh, I was way off. Jeez. Yeah, 1934. I'm trying to get more of a synopsis. They made movies back then? There's <laughs> probably a silent film. I don't know how that, how you count that as comedy. Like, uh, oh man, I can't even think of the guy's name. Charlie Chaplin. Yeah, Charlie Chaplin. Yeah, the guy who uh, is pissed at Adolf Hitler the most because he... Charlie Chaplin rocked the Adolf Hitler mustache before Adolf Hitler, but you can't. You can't. You can't have that after what happened. 
Um, so what's what's four for you then? I'd probably tell you rush hour. I don't rush hour one, two, or three. Those kind of bunch together for me. You're going rush hour trilogy. Yeah, I like I like them as number four. They're a good they're a good go to in my opinion. Which is your favorite of the trilogy? Either two or three. Those are those. You really are like three? Yeah, I would I like say three. three is the worst of all. I of like them. three. I don't. I think one is one has the. When you walk by every night, when Sue Young's in the back of the the car, I like that. Yeah. And then the TikTok trend is funny because like my kidnapper finally done with my shit, giving me back to my parents. Yeah. When you walk by every night, talking sweet and looking fly. I mean, bonus one... points if you can tell me who sings that song. By the way, Mariah Carey. Okay. Uh, I I mean I like one. Two is my favorite though. Two or three are, are my favorites. Hi, can I help you, gentlemen? I like, I'm all black. Hey, we forgot to do that when we were in Vegas. I know. I know we brought that up. And we even walked past the same, the same, uh, uh, did they I go to Ralph yeah. Lauren? Or where did they go into? Uh, I can't. No, I can't remember. I think it might have been. And nothing touches his body but pure silk. Well, by that time, though, I think that was when we were walking out of Caesars, and I was honestly kind of done. I just wanted to get to the... Uh, you just wanted to, to get there. I was drinking and still trying to navigate my I way know, through. I know, but I wanted to get to the hotel. I wanted to get some food. Like, I don't, I don't know. It was, it was. You guys agreed to walk back with me. I could have done it by myself. It wouldn't have been ideal, but I could have. Um, but that might be why. Because uh, that whole sequence in the movie. And Jeremy, that's one of my favorite Jeremy. I don't like Jeremy Piven, but I can watch that scene as many times as possible. There's a lot of men after us, as yeah. well they should be. Now, does your partner want to be wrapped in silk as well? Some people think it's tacky, but honestly, I love it when couples dress alike. Nah, man, this ain't no couple thing, man. Um, I'll go to Rotten Tomatoes now for number four. It's Some Like It Hot. Uh, I don't know how this gets counted as a comedy because it's about a trio of female musicians that accidentally witnessed the St. Valentine's Day massacre that you remember Al Capone, one of Al Capone's biggest mass public hits when he was the leader of the Chicago mob. I don't necessarily agree with that one. My number four is history of the world. Part one. Yeah, I, I, I do like that one. We're on the road to Judea. I got a good one for we you. We certainly like do one. get around. I, uh, boom, tick, boom, tick, oh, boom, tick, boom, I don't tick, remember. The streets are crawling with soldiers. Or the walk this way. The walk this way is good. Um, but yeah, I, I love the old school parody movies. I'm going to have a couple more of them before it goes on. Number three, Dom. Number three. Robin Hood, Men in Tights. <laughs> We're men, we're men in tights. Yes. You know, I we didn't even this. plan that, by the way. We went to the same chorus and we didn't even plan that. I will say this watching it back, because I watched it back, I think when I was in quarantine, I never realized that the dad from Good Luck Charlie was, was that guy. <laughs> yes. Because I you know what else he's in too. Yeah. He's uh, Mr. Ameri- yeah, American Wedding <laughs> with the assless chaps. I know. Yep. And the, the big gay guy. Who's, who's in love with Stifler. But yes, he's Little John. He's Little John. Um, I thought you were going to pick my number three. My number three is Spaceballs. 
Ah, that was gonna be my next one. Because oh I no, no no, that might have been my. Oh no, I guess we did top five. Not, we're not yeah. doing honorable mention. Yeah, we're doing top five, not honorable mention. The spaceballs. I don't like Star Trek or anything like that. Like the best sci-fi movie, I think, or the one that I like the most is Dune, which is a book that I read and I found an obscure PBS movie that they made uh, on YouTube. Apparently, you know, I I found that deep dark hole of YouTube one night. But Spaceballs, Darth Helmet, your Schwartz. I see your Schwartz uh, is as big as mine. Ah, uh, mm. <laughs> too hot, hot. <laughs> Go to hyperspeed now. Ludicrous ah! speed. Go. Or, They've uh, gone plaid. <laughs> now we're here and we're watching the movie from here. This is this is this point in the movie. Well, go go past this point. Well, we can't go past this point. <laughs> or uh, Spaceballs, the coloring book. Spaceballs, the t-shirt. We even got Spaceballs action figures. Made a Schwartz be with you. I love that one. <laughs> yogurt. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yogurt. Uh, Lone Star. Mm. Lone Star. Uh, Pizza the Hut. Yeah, I didn't like Pizza the Hut. It was just nasty. Yeah, Barf. I love Barf. I don't even remember what the princess's name is, though. Great. A druish princess. Nobody knows <laughs> the trouble I've seen. The doctor's going to give you back your old nose. No! Uh, number three for Rotten Tomatoes, Monty Python and the Holy Grail. So kind of, I mean, kind of the same Similar, idea that we choose. But yeah. I, I'll say I like Monty Python and the Holy Grail better when it's spam a lot because I like the musical aspect more. And I saw that one in theaters. But remember when I came home with the coconuts? Yeah, I thought we still had these. No, maybe I don't know if we have them or not. Either that or Ed has them. That's also where uh, <laughs> message for you, sir. Yeah, comes from. Uh, and tis but a flesh wound. The the dark, the black knight. Flesh wound. Yeah. What's uh, number two for you? Okay, this is this is gonna be a little controversial. I will say that, but it's you probably you probably know where I'm going with it. But it's my it's one of my favorite movies of all time. And I don't, you're probably going to say, how do you rank this above these movies? It's just, uh, it's my go-to, especially since it's on Netflix. Kung Fu Panda. Love Kung Fu Panda. I know it's kind of a, a family movie, but it's kind of like with The Replacements. It's more of a sports movie, but it's also a comedy. Yeah. The funny thing is, Brie was watching that when I got to her apartment today. I, I absolutely love Kung Fu Panda. I like I'm the second one. not a big one. fat panda. I am the big fat panda. No, the second one, though, when they're trying to get the other two masters out of the jail and he ends up getting, like, flipped because they use the gate. He ends up getting flipped and he hits the tigress. The tiger just goes... You see that? That's awesomeness right there. I love that. Yeah. Tai Long is also a a good villain. And he gets made a fool of in the end. Bites his own tail. Oh, you know this whole... Yabalafing. Shifu didn't teach you that. We also call Big and Mystery or Master Shifu. Uh, mine's gonna be my number two will be a little bit different than I think a lot of people as well. The other guys. Ah, uh, see now that's a good one. We and it's that's for a nostalgic reason too. We would our strength and conditioning coach, Coach Steve. Shout out Coach Steve's. He was at Western and played at Western, um, but now he's coaching at Idaho State as this head strength and conditioning coach there. He. Uh, Love that movie just as much as we did. And we would 
be in the thick of like Tuesday workouts, squatting heavy, 20 rep squats, all that kind of stuff. Everybody's dead tired. And Coach Steves would walk up. The sound of your piss hitting the urinal, it's it sounds feminine. feminine. <laughs> I, would, I would go out of my way to eat you. If I was a lion and you were a tuna, I'd swim out in the middle of the freaking ocean and eat you. Okay. <laughs> Me and a couple of my tuna buddies. A full-grown 800-pound tuna? 20 or 30 of my tuna buddies? You lose that battle. You, you lose that battle nine times out of ten. And you know what? We get to develop a taste for lion. We like it, and we want some more. We're gonna develop a series of breathing apparatuses. We're not gonna be able. To, we're not gonna be able to breathe for like days or weeks, but an hour, hour and a half. That way, we can find where you are, come back, and breathe some more, and stalk you. Did that go the way you were expecting? Nope. <laughs> or I, I like when he smashes the computer. We don't do this. What? The, I'm upset, man. I got my big boy pants on. Look at me. I'm wearing a belt. You're scaring me, Alan. Whose baby is that? Who's the man who did that to you? <laughs> Why are you calling yourself Gator? I used to run a dating service in college. He was a pimp. Yeah, I was a pimp. Yeah. yeah. Uh, number two on Rotten Tomatoes, Duck Soup. Guess when this one was from? 1940? 1933. Ooh, I was kind of Oh, it's a Marx Brothers movie. Uh, so no. um, similar to Abbott and Costello. Oh, okay. Uh, that kind of vaudeville skit type humor. You know, you knew it was going to be actually never mind. Duck Soup was seven. That's my fault. I actually oh, number two is up. airplane. Number two is airplane. Mom, number two is airplane. She's she can't hear me. She'll, she'll listen. Yeah, yeah she'll, she'll listen. listen and hear it. She'll be she'll, she'll be, be happy. very happy. Yeah, I it's am. on Rotten Tomatoes. I don't know what the other website says, but I guess we could check if they wanted to. Mm. I wonder. I wonder how similar that is. I don't really want to go through each one, but I wonder how similar it is. Not very, oh, number two, airplane. Huh. interesting. Great movie. Yeah. Love that movie. I think it might it might be just the most sarcastic movie ever made. Kareem Abdul Jabbar as the as the Check. navigator. Yeah. What's your vector, Victor? <laughs> Waiting for clearance, Clarence. Huh? <laughs> you're Kareem Abdul Jabbar. I don't know what you're talking about, kid. My dad says that you don't get back and hustle on defense, but I think you're awesome on offense. Hey man, tell your dad I'm out there busting my bones every day. I get up and down the floor, tell him to come after me in the NBA and see what happens. You ever been in a cockpit before? No. Never, never seen a grown man naked? And, of course, Leslie Nielsen, what's the line? I am serious. You don't call me Shirley. That or uh, a hospital. What is it? It's a big building full of sick people. That's not important right now. Or, here we, here we go, here we go. I just wanted to wish you all good luck. I just wanted to tell you all good luck. We're all counting no. on you. Rapunzel, Rapunzel. Yeah. For uh, just kidding. Ah. Yeah. Uh, I can't think of what his name is, but the weirdo. Terry, what can you make of this? Well, let's see. I can make a hat, a brooch, a pterodactyl. Uh, it's funny because on FEOTB pod, we just did a uh, shameless plug for that Twitter handle, by mm. the way. We just did a conspiracy theory with Cal Ripken. You know, he set the record for most consecutive games started. Uh, in the MLB, 2,632 games or something like that. Mm-hmm. There was one game where he wasn't going to play, but the Orioles had a power outage. So I picture the guy from Airplane in the back of the stadium with the plug, like, oops, I guess we can't play. Cal Ripken gets to keep his record intact. Uh, yeah, Airplane is a, a great choice. It's not going to be on my list just because it's a consensus number two in movie critics' eyes, and I don't always want to be online with the movie critics. So... Uh, what's your number one comedy movie of all time? 
I'm going to probably have to go with Central Intelligence. Really? I love Central Intelligence. Wow. It is hilarious. What are you talking about? I just, it's funny. Is it one of the greatest of all time? What? Golden Jet. Golden Jet. We're going to lose. I lost control of the plane. What's one thing that you've always wanted? I just wanted to be a dad, man. I wanted to get Maggie a kid, man. I just, I didn't take the time. Oh, look at that. We got power. You should do that, man. Yeah. Bobby, what's his name? Robert Weirdick. Bobby Weirdick. Bobby, Bob Stone. He's one of my favorite rock characters that he played. He's so funny when he's unironically funny. Or he's unironically stupid. That movie, uh, Be Cool, is another one where he's really funny in. He's hilarious. The Rock is a funny guy. I will say, this is going to sound weird, my, one of my favorite Rock movies is The Game Plan. Yeah, Joe Kingman's not bad. No, Joe Kingman's not bad. But it's, I don't know, it's kind of a cuter, cuter comedy movie that I like. And by the way, that girl who plays the daughter, have you seen the newest American Pie movie that they've come out with? Yeah. She's the main character. Uh, the American Reunion? No, it's American Pie Girls Rule. It's oh, on no. Netflix. I had no. I don't. Well, it, it's, <laughs> I'm not gonna watch that. They, the, it's one of the spinoffs, like Book of Love. Yeah, and, no, uh, I got it. I don't yeah. need to watch any. I don't. I don't need to see any smart. Book of Love. No, which one is it? Beta House is my Beta favorite. House is That's fun. not part of the original trilogy. Meh. <laughs> when they no, I like when they play the midgets in football. No, I know, but I, I'm talking about the the Greek uh, Olympics or whatever that they do. Yeah, the Naked right. Mile is also fun, and the <laughs> fact that. Levenstein's dad is the one who started all of these traditions. Oh, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? It's perfectly natural, normal. You know, sometimes two to three times a day. You, you just have to block out some time. Number one comedy movie of all time for you. Number one? I just said it. Central Intelligence. Oh, yeah. Um, my number one, Talladega Nights. I see. I would probably be my one of my honorable mentions. Talladega, I watched it a little bit today. Dear Lord, sweet baby Jesus. Dear, eight pounds, six ounce, little baby Jesus. You know, you know, baby, Jesus did grow up. You don't always have to refer I to like him. I like the as, baby one the best. So tiny, can't even hold anything in your little hand. He was a man. He had a beard. You know what? When you say grace, you can say whatever Jesus you want. I like the baby one the best. You know what I want you to do? I want you to do this grace good so that God will let us win on Sunday. Here, tiny, tiny baby Jesus in your silk line diapers. I worked too hard for your bull, Chip. <laughs> I threw a bunch of Grandpa Chip war medals off the bridge. That sounds like a good day. I'm going to come at you like a spider monkey. Like a spider monkey. Come on. Actually, you know what? I just had a whole mess of crepes this morning. It's just like you like them pancakes. No, yeah, favorite. no, I feel like that's a fair compromise. It's just say I love really thin pancakes. That's actually a great compliment. A great compliment. I like my favorite part is when they move back into his mom's house and then the neighbor is yelling at him because they're being too loud and they have the door open. Mm-hmm. And then it's, his dad comes by and he's like, shut up, shut up, whatever his name is. And then the little the son goes, yeah, shut up, you old fart. Oh, maybe he is my grandson. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know who that is. Uh, I guess maybe he is my grandson. Uh, I also like, we don't, nobody plays jazz here at the pit stop. Why is it on the jukebox? Keep it on there for profiling purposes. We also have the village people. And boy, George. And then, of course, when you bring, uh, God, what's his name? Sasha Baron Cohen. Is he the guy with the? No, that's David Kicking. Uh, I couldn't think of his name from Anchorman, but 
Champ. Whammy. Yeah, Champ Con. When you bring him into it, too, that's good. It's always good. By the way, Anchorman is number 11 on the all-time list. Really? I didn't think it was going to be that high. No, it's uh, especially the original. You know, it wasn't very popular when it first came out. It wasn't popular in the theaters or anything like that. But then uh, once it kind of... Once they once it got going, milk was a bad choice. Was never supposed to be a catchphrase, but it turned into a catchphrase. Sandiac. You stay loosely translated to a whale's vagina. Well, doesn't it just mean Saint Diego? Well, when in Rome, (laughs) that's not how you use that expression. Oh, I guess I just uh, still don't understand it. (laughs) I have many rich leather-bound books. My apartment smells of balcony. Got scoped by guns at the office. Yeah, I don't know. I could quote Anchorman might be the most quotable movie of all time. Stop calling your arms guns. Don't act like you're not impressed. Everybody, I have a very urgent announcement. Cannonball, Baxter, you pooped in the refrigerator. That man kicked Baxter <laughs> off the balcony. Yeah, somebody punted him. Somebody punted him. You killed the only thing I love, man. There, I said it. What's the only thing you've loved? Yeah. No, that's Jack. One of Jack Black's first movies. Uh, number one for Rotten Tomatoes is City Lights, which is a Charlie Chaplin movie. Uh, I don't know. I've never. That's the difficult part about going off of critics' lists is because they watch. All they of Spinal Tap is number one. I've never seen Spinal Tap. So. It's supposed to be pretty good. I've never seen. I don't even know what it's about. I'm sure dad, if he was listening to this, would be mad about that because I think Mark Spinal Tap is one of his favorite movies. I, I, don't, I think I know what movie you're thinking of. That's not Spinal Tap. The one with Mark Wahlberg and Jennifer Aniston? No. That's Rockstar. That's not. I know. I don't think Dad's seen Spinal Tap. Yeah, he has. I know he's seen Spinal Tap. I swear, I'm telling you, I swear I think that's one of his favorite movies. Uh, anyway, Rockstar's not a bad one. Kind of, kind of out there, but no. Rockstar's a little odd, yeah. So, we're getting into our current events. Yeah, now. we're getting into our current events. So all we right. can wrap things up. So, I'll, I guess I'll go first since I have mine pulled up. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. So, uh, it's co-host, so you, you can have your. It's just as much your podcast as is mine. Okay, that's your story this week. What's the story going to be next? Anyways, on CNN, I found this earlier today, and it looks like it came out on Friday. Um. Ancient viruses dating back 15,000 years found in Tibetan glacier. So apparently these scientists were, as they normally do, they were studying the glacier that is off the coast of Tibet, or Tibet, not Tibet, and Tibet is the country. Um, and apparently they did, let's see how big the core was. Uh, so the summit of the, of the ice cap was 22,000 feet above sea level. And then uh, the ice core that they took was 1,017 feet deep. So it was a decent-sized ice core. Um, and it looks like they, there was a microbiologist there, and he's the one who kind of went over it. They found 33 viruses. And of those 33 viruses, at least 28 of them were previously unknown to science. So... I don't. I don't say. I don't say this to cause panic or to whoever's listening. I say this because I thought that this was a little bit interesting. That fifteen thousand years ago, apparently somehow, some way, these viruses got trapped in this ice cap, 
and we just had stumbled upon them and we don't we don't even know what they are we don't so you're telling me we just popped the head off of the ancient heart in suicide squad we just unleashed the hell on earth hope to hell not but i feel like the last two years has been hell enough why did we have to go searching for more viruses well here's the other here's the other side of it too though Fifteen thousand years ago people probably have gotten these viruses we don't know if we have developed collective immunity to them or half of them or however many of them so we just don't know anything at this point because we i mean they just found them two days ago or something like that so i don't know but i found i saw this and thought huh this is kind of interesting great um I don't want to hear anything else about viruses for a while. I, I'm pretty sure that's how everybody is at this point. Um, I'm already sick of hearing about the Delta variant. I think it's dumb that Los Angeles went back to mask mandates. You know, it's only Los Angeles County, by the way. California said, you know what, F you Newsom. But Los Angeles County is still on the teat a little bit. So they went back to the mask mandate. I just think it's at this point, at this point, it's a matter of personal either ignorance or conviction, whatever you feel like, because you have the choice. You can get the vaccine and have a better chance of standing up to it, or you cannot and just deal with whatever you're going to come. Like you basically, if you want to play roulette that way with your immune system, go ahead. It's totally up to you. It's up to you. I got the vaccine because I wanted to make sure that when things did start to open up, I could continue to go places. Well, I also got the vaccine to make sure that the people in our family who might've been in a higher risk didn't have, didn't, have the potential to get the virus from me. Yeah, I feel like it's just like, like I, it's like a being a team player type move. I don't understand. Right. Well, I would feel terrible if I also don't understand anti-vaxxers in general. No, but I, I would also feel terrible if um, I came home from college not knowing that I had the virus or I was carrying it or whatever and gave it to grandma because grandma would be in that group mm-hmm. or mom or dad because they're, you know, we're we kind of got lucky and I kind of got lucky to the point where when I did test positive and I had the quarantine, it was more just an inconvenience. And really all that meant was I got to do all my finals and I didn't have anything else to worry about, but it could have been a whole lot worse. So, you know, it, it kind of is what it is. Yeah. Um, my current event, did you hear about what happened with Trevor Bauer? You know who Trevor Bauer is? He's a pitcher for the Dodgers. He was placed on administrative leave by the MLB because one of his – he's very outspoken about he doesn't have a relationship because he just liked to hook up with as many people in these random cities that he goes to playing baseball. Okay. One of these hookups, quote-unquote, came out and said that he uh, – during their encounter, he punched her in the back of the head, which she never consented to. He choked her unconscious and did stuff, you know – the details of it are horrendous. I don't like talking about them because I just don't like, I don't want to be the one putting all that information out there. If you want to know the specifics of what happened, just Google Trevor Bauer and you'll be able to find it. He's been on administrative leave by the MLB for about three weeks. Um, still still getting paid, so he's not losing out on any money right now. He's finally going, this is going to court. Here's the picture of uh, the girl that he was with. So she's got a, t- a temporary restraining order against Trevor Bauer. Strung up by his twig and berries for that. Yeah, I, well, I am not defending Trevor Bauer. 
I am more of the mind that I don't necessarily want to say one way or the other. I said on far end of the bench when I brought this up a couple of weeks ago, Look, if this is true, Trevor Bauer should not only never be able to play professional sports again anywhere, he should also spend a considerable amount of time in prison to where maybe he can learn what it feels women correctly? what yeah. it feels like to be treated in, in a way where you treat somebody as less than human. Trevor Bauer is a straight up dick anyways in life he's that's like the character that he plays he's very outspoken he trash talks he bad mouths he makes fun all that kind of crap so the fact that i i not saying that all of that stuff like everybody who's flamboyant and tries to be out there like that are doing crazy things but he already shown that he doesn't give a flying uh, you know you know what about society's rules anyways or the game's rules what makes you think that he's going to follow society's rules? He's probably, he probably thinks he's so important. He probably thought, oh, I'm going to choke this girl out and I'm going to do Look, all this kind of stuff with her. And she's going to love it because I'm Trevor Bauer. I will say this. Okay. He, in our system, he's innocent until proven guilty. From what I can see, and I haven't read the article. All I can see is the picture. It seems like he's, it seems like there's not really an argument to be made here. But if one way or another he didn't do it and they find him innocent, I will say I, I was wrong, I suppose. But at this point, from what I can see from the article, he should be strung up in the town square and he should lose his family jewels. The, uh, that's reason, just something I, that's something that I don't stand for. And I know you don't either. The reason I brought this up as a current event because it got updated. So they were they went to court Friday in Los Angeles. Proceedings were pushed to August 2nd after Bauer's attorney asked for more time to review additional documents, which were not submitted apparently by the accuser until the night before the trial. The judge is anticipating it being a three-day event. Um, and then also Trevor Bauer, his attorney, said that he would not be testifying um, he'd be pleading the fifth just so that he which doesn't intentionally incriminate right, himself. Which isn't a, a, an odd thing to do a lot of times if you're on trial and you're the defendant, you don't. It really makes it makes me feel like we're going to figure if, There's if you have to worry more, about a guy incriminating himself on the stand, you obviously don't believe that he didn't do it. All you're trying, all this attorney's trying to do is use the legal mumbo jumbo and find some sort of loophole so that his client doesn't get well, a maximum a, penalty or something like that. As a defense attorney, as long as you dumb down, or I shouldn't say dumb down, as long as you lower the sentence or you get them off, that's a win for you and that's a loss for the prosecution. Yeah, I if really they don't. If they, if you ask for 50 years or you try to get 50 years for somebody and they end up getting 25 instead that's a that's a loss for the prosecution yeah i just i don't even know if if that's what happens if it's not if it's like the oj thing where it has to go to acquittal because it was a botched trial i don't know what you do with Trevor Bauer. I don't think if it's a botched trial, I don't think he can play again. Like I don't MLB. think he gets to play. In the MLB I think he. I think, think the MLB the loses all. Or something. The MLB would lose all credibility if that happened. So I don't. Well, think... you say that, but uh, Tyree Kill in the NFL. The NFL hasn't lost as much credibility as you might think. Yeah. So. But the NFL has always been able to just kind of slide through sticky situations. I just the MLB. Uh, that's this something just... that I don't. 
with the climate of the Me Too stuff and like the making sure that we're reporting and taking allegations seriously, this seems like the kind of situation where the league would have no choice whether or not Bauer is found innocent or guilty. You're going to have to suspend him for a little bit. You're going to have to not have him in front. You don't want him representing your brand. Why would you want a guy that's willing to do that to a woman or anybody in general? It doesn't even have to be a woman. Why would you want somebody who's okay with doing that to another human being in your organization ever? I'm with you 100%, honestly. It, but like I said, if it comes out that they, he somehow is, is proven innocent or whatever, then I will be the first one to say I was wrong. He should still start. He should straighten up. Totally. Back. Because you shouldn't catch yourself in a situation like this. You but, shouldn't put, yeah, you shouldn't be the one putting yourself in the situation where everybody just believes, oh, yeah, I could totally see Trevor Bauer doing this. Right. You, you should I feel present like, yourself in a way where if something like this comes up, people would have to be surprised. Nobody right. was surprised. Right. People were surprised at the depravity that he went to because I don't know many people. I don't know many people who would even have the inkling to do this. At least I don't think. I've never once thought that it would be better if the other person was unconscious. No, no. In any situation. No. I, I, like I said, I don't, I can't, I can't (sighs) stand for that. Anyway. I just don't like Trevor Bauer anyways, but like we said, we'll wait to pass full judgment as to whether or not, it is true the accusations um but yeah that'll that's i feel like that's a good place to end episode this episode so uh what do what what do you got to say before we give everybody uh let's do this real quick where can people listen uh you can listen on most podcast streaming platforms the main one being spotify we're still trying to get out on a couple more i think anchors being a little bit slow with some of the other platforms yep when can people listen this will be out Tuesdays at 11 a.m. And where can people follow us on Facebook or on social media? We're not on Facebook. We are not on Facebook. It's Instagram and Twitter at Dago Express. It's the say it every week. We're going to keep saying it until uh, it gets ingrained in your brain. But uh, yellow picture with red writing. Very easy to see. Very easy. It's going to pop out. Yellow picture with red writing. It, join the Express Mafia. That's one of the cooler hashtags I've ever come up with. The Express Hashtag Mafia. all aboard. Hashtag all aboard. Um, yeah, we'll be back next week with more random nonsense and uh, keep chugging along through the summer. You're about to go back up to school, so we're about to start doing it over Zoom. And we're actually not in the same place over Zoom. We might be able to talk about doing some sort of a video element to it. Yeah. Um, but for now, everybody, enjoy the rest of your week. This has been the Dago Express podcast with Mick and Jimmy Pilato. Thank you guys for listening. Yeah. yeah. Thick boy anthem. Yeah.